Hey guys, Scott McKay here. This is The Spectacle, and I'm here with my co-host, Melissa McKenzie. Hey, Melissa, how's it going? It's going great. Thank you, Scott. And you? Well, I'm doing okay. I think I might be doing a little bit better than Mitch McConnell. Um, so we're recording this segment not long after McConnell uh, <laughs> recommended that Republican senators vote against the border deal that he has been negotiating with Chuck Schumer. Um, and Schumer said on Monday that he's never worked more closely with Mitch McConnell than he has on this deal. Um, so we're going to talk about this. I'm going to open the segment with a quote from a great piece that uh, Ace of Spades had yesterday afternoon. Um, and, you know, I think this was spot on. So obviously that's why I'm using it. But this, this is what he said. He said, McConnell's determination to ramp through yet another comprehensive amnesty will have several terrible aftermaths. On the strictly political side, it gives Biden and Schumer what they actually wanted all along, a way to blame Republicans for the Democrats' border catastrophe. Democrats will claim the solution to the open border crisis was at hand, but Republicans rejected it for political reasons. Indeed, turncoat, Republican, liberal, James Langford is going all out in political talk shows, making exactly that case. On the policy side, Democrats will now insist that this weak deal establish the contours of any future deal. In other words, the Republicans have announced they seek the only the tiniest breadcrumbs in exchange for mass amnesty. Why would Democrats ever agree to offer more than breadcrumbs in any deal? McConnell has committed us out to the medium future to sharing the Democrats' amnesty first, security last, or never agenda. The deal, by the way, contained a very special betrayal for conservatives. The bill would make the ultra-liberal D.C. Circuit Court the only court empowered to decide questions about immigration and border enforcement. We've seen some good rulings coming out of the Fifth Circuit. This deal would take all cases away from any conservative tilted court and give them all to the left-wing D.C. Circuit. This is a deal. You guys are excited by this deal, right? Um, and then he also has a quote that I want to read. Uh, it's Sean Davis from The Federalist, who's on Twitter. He says, let this be a lesson to any Republican stupid enough to go out on a limb to do McConnell's dirty work. He will leave you out to dry, then cut off the limb you're standing on to save his own behind. Make no mistake, McConnell picked Lankford for this kamikaze mission because one, Lankford isn't up for re-election until 2028, and two, Lankford didn't have the experience or wits to accomplish anything substantive against Schumer and Biden whose goals on immigration and Ukraine perfectly align with McConnell's. It was vintage Mitch McConnell, worked feverishly behind the scenes on behalf of his donors and the Uniparty to fleece taxpayers, pick, up an un pick an unsuspecting dupe to bear the public burden of carrying McConnell's slop bucket, then throw the poor dupe right under the bus when everything goes sideways. And Melissa, you noted right when we were preparing this segment, that that's exactly what Lankford re realizes has happened to him as well, right? Yeah, he was interviewed and somebody asked him how it felt to be run over by the bus. And he said, and then backed over. <laughs> I was like, right. well, I, welcome to Mitch McConnell's city and Mitch McConnell's world. Because if Mitch McConnell is being kind to you, 
you can pretty much guess that it is for two reasons. One, it either benefits Mitch McConnell or two, he's wanting to screw you. Um, so, or, you know, anyway, so like, I don't have much patience. I remember, remember when that happened with uh, Marco Rubio too? Um, I can't remember what McConnell set him up with, but it was the it same. It was the thing. Gang of Eight deal. Oh, it was the Gang of Eight. That's if you'll right. you'll remember. Yeah. Right? And I mean, Rubio had just gotten there. He had no idea what he was no doing. No idea. Yeah. And he got rolled by this guy. Yeah. You know, I, I think he's learned his lesson. And I, the, the Marco Rubio that's in the Senate now is a much better uh, senator and a much wiser conservative than the Marco Rubio who got rolled by McConnell and his buddies. But well, there's so, there's yeah, plenty so, of rollees in that Senate Republican caucus is the problem. Right. Well, and um, the thing is that they all wanted, you know, when the when the Tea Party wave came in, um, McConnell didn't throw them one bone, and and absolutely screwed them. And some of them were smart enough to realize what was happening, you know, which is why they hated him out of the gate, guys like Ted Cruz. And then some of them were like. Um, you know Rubio, who was like, "Well, maybe I'll be the good boy," and Langford is the new good boy who just got, you know, just absolutely screwed. I do think that the House has gotten smarter, though. Um, yeah. you know, all go. I remember Boehner just getting jammed by McConnell with Obamacare. I think it was Obamacare at that time, and um, it was it was Obamacare and everything else. Right. Um, and, and I just remember feeling and Boehner got, took so much flack. And I was like, this is all McConnell. You know, yeah. this is one of the things that insiders who paid attention for a long time kind of see see this current. And the average bear goes that, you know, John Boehner's a terrible person. I was always like, John Boehner started out as a really actually good conservative. He ended up being what he became because Mitch McConnell made him that guy. And um, and that is a you know terrible position. Now back to the substance at hand, the border stuff, and who benefits, and why right. was this even being done? And I will say this, and I didn't write this explicitly yesterday. Both you and I wrote about this whole thing over at the American Spectator, spectator.org, so you can see what we um, said about this. But um, I feel like this. Um, legislation aimed at Trump specifically, if Trump got back in power, that he would have no power to stop the illegal immigration spigot. Shut There's the no doubt that was in there. Yeah. Yeah. Shut the Democrats off from their, you know, their um, human trafficking and um, drugs that they love so much and shut the, the um, crony capitalists on the on McConnell side down from cheap labor, you know, which is so like during Trump, a lot of different things happen. One is illegal immigration slowed way down Two, real wages went up for all Americans. And part of the reason that went up is that the Americans were being hired for to do jobs and they had to get paid more. The interesting yeah. thing is, is that the economy improved and the bottom line improved for everyone. But that's not good enough for the elites. They want it all. And so cheap labor helps them get what they want. And they don't care about the culture. Mitch McConnell does not give a crap about America. 
or what the legacy he'll leave. I mean, he he leaves just like John McCain gave America a big FU over Obamacare. This is McConnell's swan song, and it's to remake America in a Marxist image. And this is a fundamentally Marxist thing. And I'm going to wax on a little bit more because this I wrote Go about. Go for it. And then I'll I know what up. you're about to say, and it's and it's it's spot on point. So, so please like, continue, Melissa. Okay, so I'm just <laughs> going to say this: is that you know people have asked me why because it makes no sense to flood the country with all these illegals. Why are, are they doing this? And I'm like, if you believe, which the world elites believe, that it is unfair that the in the West we've had the wealth and the the kind of um, creating the culture that now exists around the world, as far as like the idealized culture. Um, if you believe that it's ill-gotten gain, that the colonizers took it on the backs of the oppressed, and and it's not flying anymore to send the money of the taxpayers of the various European countries in America to these places, um, and the people are pushing back on that, what's the solution? bring the third world in. And so you bring the third world in and you redistribute the wealth of American taxpayers to people who haven't worked, who um, are receiving this money. Side benefit is that all the NGOs that are Democrat redistribute the taxes um, payers money to these Democrat organizations line the pockets of all these uh, Marxists and um, help destroy the country. It's a win-win-win if you're uh, a Democrat. Now, why does Mitch McConnell want this too? Why is there buy-in by the elites, the you know the donors to the um, Republican Party? Why do they want it? Well, they also are in bed with like the Chinese and everybody else who's paying them for this stuff, not unlike the Democrats. I, I mean, if if you don't believe that Mitch McConnell is a prominent member of America's China class, then you simply have not done your research. Because, right. I mean, next to Dianne Feinstein, you will not find a member of the U.S. Senate who is not far, far, far. Uh, more invested in that relationship between the Chinese and the United States than Mitch McConnell. And that's, I'm not just saying that because Elaine Chow is his wife. The, the amount of money that Mitch McConnell has made on, you know, investments mm -hmm. with China has been unbelievable. Okay. So he is very much on point with this now. And I don't mean to derail you, but uh, okay. one of the things that I know that you did was you watched this Tucker Carlson interview mm -hmm. with Brett Weinstein, um, who is a biologist um, and, and has a podcast. Uh, and you'd say, well, what does a biologist know about political things? And Weinstein answered the question in the podcast. He said, I'm a scientist, which means that I observe and report. And <laughs> along those lines, he went down to Panama and he took a look at what was going on in the Darien Gap, which is one of the thickest jungles in the world, but on the border between Panama and Colombia, where people are trumping through these, these, I mean, this, you know, abject wilderness 
um, in conditions that almost nobody would 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 brave. Dead bodies everywhere, trash all over the place. You know, mountains of mud. You lose everything that you've got. I mean, people are dropping dead left and right so that they can do this this mass migration. And uh, you know, Weinstein was this is horrific enough, and then he found other things. You want to take on what those things are? Well, the thing that, and I'll point this out, I was telling Scott this before the podcast, I wrote my piece before watching um, Weinstein and Tucker talk. So the conclusions I came to were without all of the evidence that Weinstein presented. And what he presented was down in Panama, there's two different camps. There's more than two camps, but there's two different kinds of camps. One is there's the people that you think of who are trying to come to America from um, all over the world, yes, certainly uh, South America and Central America. And then you have these other specialized camps. And the thing that I noticed in the pictures is these uh, folks who were in these camps looked better. They looked better fed. They looked better rested. They had better gear. And they were all Chinese. And they did, and they were hostile, absolutely hostile to the Americans trying to get a look see around what was happening. And those people don't uh, walk the Darien Gap. Those people have special resources to take boats around the Darien Gap and then um, either walk or bike ride or do whatever. They're set up. And on TikTok, they have a a map taking them all the way to a very specific place in California, not in Texas, not in Arizona, in California, uh, to get through to come into America illegally. And so we have, and they are all military age, predominantly men, no children, few women, and the women are military age. So what exactly are these people doing? And why is, the bigger question is, why is this okay with Mitch McConnell and with Joe Biden and everyone else? And my my uh, when in doubt in in Washington D.C., there's two answers: money and power. And both, um, we already know that the Bidens are utterly corrupted, and um, we know that Mitch McConnell is, and so. Um, and they don't really like America because anyone who loves America and American culture would not allow what's happening to happen. And we talked a little that's bit. that's clear. Yes. Like, and I mean, we talk... I, like, you know, that's going to sound like it's a really controversial statement, but it's so obvious. Um, you know, I, I mean, it goes all the way back to, you know, Obama, when he first came in, he wanted to fundamentally change America and, Nobody actually made the obvious point. It's like, wait a minute. If you love this country, you're not going to try to fundamentally change it, right? I mean, you know, the fundamentals I'm, I'm, of the country should be something that you love. You hate, right, you I'm change things you, you hate. I'm, I'm going to marry you, but I'm just going to change everything about you. Yeah, you know? I mean, the answer to that right. proposal is no, if you're not stupid, exactly. right? right? And so, I mean, we were stupid. And we're, you know, going to pay the price for it, but you know, you're fundamentally changing the demographics of a country, 
I mean, this is, you want to talk about fundamental transformation. You're talking about bringing in different people than the ones that we have. It's, 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 it's unfathomable that this is happening. It's absolutely unfathomable that the uh, leader of the GOP Senate caucus is um, on board with this. And the thing to remember is, you know, you know, James Langford is the guy who's getting run over by the bus right now. But the right. But Mitch McConnell was the guy who brought this up. Okay. The obvious answer when Chuck Schumer, I'm assuming, comes to Mitch McConnell and says, Hey, we need to do a deal on the border. The obvious answer is, look, this what's going on now is terrible. You guys are responsible for it. You have to you have to take certain steps before we're going to do any deal with you. Okay, bring back remain in Mexico, get rid of catch and release. And now we'll start talking about a deal, because if I'm Mitch McConnell, I've got the upper hand. Not only do I have the upper hand this fall. What is it? Twenty four of the thirty five Senate seats that are up for reelection are Democrat held seats. And half of them are in states that Trump won either in 16 or 20. If I'm Mitch McConnell, like, you know, like if you want any kind of accommodation on this, then you're going to have to bring lots of goodies to my table. And instead, he goes and does a deal that completely sandbags it, as as that quote from Ace of Spades I read makes very clear. He, He completely abandons the Republican high ground on the issue to bring this deal that Republican voters absolutely hate. And makes Mike Johnson, and we haven't talked about like the effect that this has on Johnson, they have an effect on right. Trump. But this makes Mike Johnson into the same thing as you know, poor John Boehner. He gets all jammed up. The difference is Johnson, like, either is is he's either really smart or he's really new or he really doesn't care. And he says, screw it. I'm not even gonna bring this to a vote. To hell with you, and I'll go on meet the press and get Kirsten Welker to bitch at me for 16 minutes right i don't care so you know and i guess this is all about trying to punish mike johnson enough that he would knuckle under to the next idiotic deal that mcconnell wants to make and the answer to this because what a said is absolutely correct this is Mm -hmm. now where where the center in washington is going to be on any kind of immigration policy the only way you fix that is to get rid of the problem which is mitch mcconnell you have to have new leadership of the Republican Party in the Senate or else you can't win on this issue now because of what these idiots have done. Am I wrong? No, you're not wrong. And it's it's past time for McConnell to go. And the the only real solution is for Republicans like Trump, not like Nikki Haley, like Trump to get elected. And right. one of the things that becomes more clear as time goes on is why Trump is viewed as such a threat is he's not bought out by the Chinese. He's not bought out by these other um, countries. He didn't uh, launder money through Ukraine like every one of these other um, elites have, both here and in Europe. So he cannot be controlled in this way. And that makes everybody angry and nervous. And it should. So like this is a this whole deal is a screw you to the American people to uh you know Mike Johnson yeah but 
the, I actually think Johnson comes out of this smelling like a rose, which is not well, should. which is not what McConnell was really thinking would happen. He thought his old playbook would work again. It's the same thing. I, you know what I was thinking about while you were talking? It's kind of like when Lindsey Graham, when we had the big win at the Supreme Court and then Lindsey Graham decides to do the yep. national law. Um, right. You know, we're going to pass Sand, a, a sandbag the party in the 2022. Yep, exactly. And he absolutely did. And so this, you know, McConnell doing the same thing. And the question is why? It's because these people have more power as a minority and get really wealthy and don't have to lead and can just suck the American people dry and pretend like it's not and have the kind of psychological cover, maybe for themselves, maybe for the people who support them to say, well, I didn't really do it. We weren't in charge. And the That's fact right. is, is that Mitch McConnell, as much as Chuck Schumer, as much as Joe Biden, who was in the Senate for a hundred years before he became president, are responsible for absolutely sucking the marrow out of what it means to be America. And they are repugnant. And don't get me started on Schumer, because that piece of crap. We should do an entire podcast on Schumer. At some we point. should, because, you know, he's the reason. He, he, he the, gets, we, we, we just kind of take for granted how bad Chuck Schumer is. We, yes, and we that's, do. we shouldn't do it. Cause no, he, we he, shouldn't. He, he is, he is, uh, uh, one of the most, uh, awful politicians in world history. As far yes. as I'm concerned. Well, I mean, he caused the, the, the first housing crisis was Chuck Schumer. He caused it. And the thing is, when I, I, and the only reason I know this is because during, and I remembered all this very specifically, Scott, because the hurricane came through Houston and we had to get out. So I had like three days on a weekend to kill. And we drove to Florida of all places to escape and took the kids to Disney World. And um, while I was over there, I did a deep dive into the, in the housing crisis. And and I could not believe what I found. And it was Chuck Schumer from beginning to end. Mm -hmm. And so this guy, I mean, nearly brought down the the world economy because of his leftist insanity and 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 trying to pay off his paymasters on Wall Street. And so like it, it just absolute evil. So like these guys and Mitch McConnell should be lumped right in there with them and Harry Reid before him and Joe Biden now who's president who should have never been president. They have brought America to their knees and they all need to go. We can't do yep. much about Schumer. We can vote Biden out and let's hope that, you know, um, it's, it's legal enough that the right thing happens. Um, but we can deal with McConnell now. Yeah. Well, the Republicans and, and I mean, you can know, deal it, with it. I will close this with a quick action item. You should call your senator if yeah. you're in a re in a state with a Republican. You should call your Republican senator and you should demand that they get rid of McConnell as the leader. He cannot continue to lead that caucus after what he's done this week, period. He can't. It's done. It's over. You cannot continue with this kind of failure. Uh, um, 
you know, and, and I mean, this is an old man that doesn't, it's completely out of touch with your voters, your constituents, GOP Senate caucus members. Um, and he has, he has led you to a string of failures, both electorally and, and in policy since 2007, it's been 17 years and you've not done anything about this guy. And now you have to, because there's nothing left. So anyway. Well, just one thing. And don't replace him with John freaking Cornyn, because that's the next guy. So if <laughs> right. you have, so we, when you're like calling. Some, we would like some change in leadership style as well as leadership personnel. So let's remember that. Yeah. So be okay. specific. Well, yeah. Uh, with that having been said, uh, we're going to go ahead and, uh, and knock off on this segment. Uh, guys, uh, do us a favor and uh, like and share and subscribe if you uh, you know if you're enjoying the discussion. Uh, obviously, uh, we're starting to grow this spectacle a little bit uh, over the last couple of months, and that's really encouraging. I think you guys like this shorter uh, segment format, um, and so we're going to continue doing that. We'll obviously continue having guests on the program. This week, you saw we had Ron Coleman. Um, and so uh, we've got somebody special coming up next week as well. Anyhow, uh, like I said, like, share, subscribe, and we'll see you next time on The Spectre.